Welcome everybody to your daily dose of video game news at Pixels and Pines for Monday, May 1st, 2023. We got two big stories to go through, but first, EA provides a patch today for PC gamers of Jedi Survivor. In a tweet earlier this morning, the EA Star Wars Twitter account posted the following. Today a patch has become available for the PC version of Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and tomorrow, May 2nd, we'll also be issuing a patch for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S. We are working hard on patches that will further improve performance and fix bugs across all platforms. There are more updates to come across all platforms, and we will share that timing when it is available. They also attached an image to that tweet with a bit more detail on what the patch is being released over the next day or so we'll be addressing. Today's PC patch has performance improvements for non-ray traced rendering. Tomorrow's May 2nd patch for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S should address the following. Multiple crashes fixed across PlayStation and Xbox Series consoles in various areas of the game, fixed crashes that were tied to skipping cinematics, performance improvements across PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series consoles, fixed an issue with dynamic cloth inside the Mantis, fixed various rendering issues, fixed an issue with registered Neko colors not saving, fixed an issue with registered Neko disappearing from the stable, fixed issues with cinematic dialogue overlapping, fixed various collision issues, fixed an issue with enemy AI remaining in T-pose during photo mode, fixed a freeze that occasionally occurred while talking to Doma, Fixed a bug where the BD oil visual effects did not properly render. Fixed an issue where players were getting stuck inside the chamber of duality if you didn't save after leaving the chamber and die. Star Wars Jedi Survivor has been getting slammed, especially on PC, for poor performance irrespective of the hardware inside of it. Not many reports yet on how much this patch improves performance over the launch version of the game, but I'm sure those reports will be trickling in soon enough. Next up, Xbox's Redfall is getting slammed in leak reviews. Very early this morning, some gamers discovered that they were able to swap their regions and gain access to Redfall, despite the fact that Arcane had scheduled the game to unlock later today as a global release. Gamers were supposed to gain access to the game starting at 5pm Pacific, 8pm Eastern Time, but were able to log in and begin recording gameplay. Now, some of that gameplay footage managed to leak online, but ZeniMax reacted quickly, and most of those videos have been copyright struck or taken down from YouTube. Twitch streamers also had their streams taken down, and shortly afterwards, ZeniMax closed the loophole that allowed users to gain access to the game. I have heard some reports that some users have still been able to get access to the game and play it, but its reliability has been intermittent. Now, shortly before 11 a.m. Central Time, reviewers began making their reviews public on YouTube, but it was discovered that they were in fact breaking embargo, as ZeniMax was requiring the reviews to go up a few hours after the official worldwide launch. These reviews were all quickly taken down or moved private, as the realization set in that they were about 12 hours too early. It's kind of weird, right? Having an embargo for reviews that ends at 11 p.m. Central Time rather than 11 a.m. Central Time uh, during the release of this large game that all Xbox users are expecting, but hey, it is what it is. Now, one of the reviews that did manage to drop early was ACG's review, which he titled it as one of the worst games of 2023. 
Now in this video, he praised the atmosphere and Arcane's ability to have the look and feel of that Arcane style game, but he felt that the game was half finished. Gunplay was lacking and there were a myriad of bugs during his initial playthrough that hindered his enjoyment. The game world felt barren and there were long stretches of nothing as he moved between objectives. Also, he did mention that the game does seem to be built more for co-op rather than single play. The encounters don't seem very well balanced for uh, a single player game. Uh, you know, this is a probably um, a good thing for Masochist. You know, if you're looking for a game where you have to exploit some AI and positioning in order to clear out areas, this may be something up your alley. Now, other early reports from reviewers seem to kind of echo that same sentiment. Now, last night I did manage to catch the first hour of gameplay before it was scrubbed from YouTube, and I kind of understand where ECG is coming from. The game starts off well enough. The environments look great. Environmental storytelling is well done. When they finally unleash you kind of out into the world, it feels a bit similar to Bethesda's Fallout games, you know, where you open the vault and your eyes are attacked by the unfamiliar sunlight. But that's where things start to fall apart. The world feels empty. What little human AI enemies you do seem to find have very simplistic patrol patterns, and if you attack them from far away with a weapon like a sniper rifle, it feels like they're helpless, like they can't really do anything. Vampire encounters offer a little bit more excitement, but even they seem to be pushovers, albeit you know in a more bullet spongy type of way compared to the other enemies. There seems to be plenty of seams in the world that can kind of hinder your movement and cause you to kind of see through walls unintentionally. Overall though, the art aesthetic is very well done. It looks great, even if it doesn't feel like it's a next-gen game. But, you know, once you move past that, there might not be enough gameplay to keep you returning to Redfall, and that's a shame. Now, again, my impressions are based on a very limited glimpse of early gameplay, but it seems reviewers are kind of echoing that same sentiment that it doesn't get much better as you progress through the game. If you're listening to this podcast when it drops at around 5 p.m. Central Time, Redfall is going to unlock on Game Pass a few hours later. Reviews, again, will follow shortly after that, and I'm sure we'll have more to discuss on that tomorrow. Now, I normally don't like to direct attention to a single game on any platform, but Microsoft really needed to keep the momentum going after the immaculate release that was Hi-Fi Rush. This game doesn't look like it's going to be it, though. Starfield and Redfall suffered delays that were hoped to be used for polishing the game, but it's starting to look more like it may have been an attempt to try and finish development. That seems to be the case for Redfall, at least. And now we're kind of raising an eyebrow in the direction of Starfield, hoping that it doesn't suffer the same pitfalls as we get closer to launch. And that's unfortunate. That's not something that you should be thinking about uh, when we talk about these great AAA experiences that Microsoft is trying to give to their users it just doesn't seem to be happening, unfortunately. And finally, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has officially leaked. Earlier today, leaked videos started emerging of the opening cinematics and gameplay footage from Tears of the Kingdom, all of which has been confirmed, and most reputable forums have already started to segregate that content in the hopes of avoiding spoilers for those who want to wait for the official release. Unfortunately, that's going to be even harder to do because the ROM image for the game has also leaked. I managed to confirm that some of the links going around are indeed legitimate, 
and that the ROM contained inside is the proper 1.0 version of the game and will successfully load up onto a Switch emulator. This game is going to spread like wildfire throughout the week, and there's going to be plenty of YouTube and Twitch channels attempting to cash in on it. Now, Nintendo's going to wield the banhammer like Thor and attempt to control the spread as much as possible. Believe that. But for those of you hoping to avoid open spoilers, this is going to be a nightmare attempting to navigate with your eyes closed through social media or your favorite gaming spot online going forward. So good luck, everyone. And uh, hopefully you're able to experience Tears of the Kingdom fresh without any spoilers when it releases on May 12th. I believe it's May 12th. Two weeks. Just about. That's that's terrible. But anyways, that's going to do it today for gaming news for Monday, May 1st, 2023. Don't forget to rate this podcast five stars and leave a review letting us know what the best Zelda game ever to be released was and why it's obviously Twilight Princess. If you're the kind of person who enjoys content of the visual variety, you can check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash at pixels and pints. I'll be back again tomorrow at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern for more video game news.